Alleluia, alleluia. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest, says the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. My brothers, my sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely, because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. A young man named Thomas Merton was a student at Columbia University in New York. And while he was there, he started to ask himself a lot of questions, questions that actually would lead him to become a Catholic and be baptized. And one of his friends and mentor from the university was the poet Robert Lacks. And one night, they were walking down 6th Avenue in New York, and Robert asked him a question. What do you want to be anyway? What do you want to be anyway? And the question caught him pretty much off guard. Because Thomas knew he had a promising future. He was developing as a writer at the university and instructing English at Columbia. But in light of his recent faith conversion, he said this. He says, I don't know. I guess I want to be a good Catholic. What do you mean you want to be a good Catholic, he said. And Thomas was silent. He hadn't figured that part out yet. What you should say is you want to be a saint. And he said, I don't, how do you expect me to be a saint? I can't be a saint. This idea was beyond his imagination and too lofty of a goal for him. But Robert, his friend, pressed on. He said, all that is necessary to be a saint is to be, want to be one. Don't you believe that God will make you what he created you to be? Just consent and let him do it. All you need to do is desire it. Well, Thomas Merton's desire led him to become a very great 
Catholic writer. He wrote a lot about prayer and solitude and he became a Trappist monk. There's a, saint, uh, there's a saying that says, all saints have a past and all sinners have a future. All saints have a past and all saints have a future. Well, that makes sainthood open for all of us. Every one of us. And that's what this day is about. All Saints Day. It just happens to fall on a Sunday. Remembering the people who lived lives of joy and kindness, but also hardship and struggle. And today we know that they, they gave their life, in some cases, as martyrs like Jesus did. They gave their very lives to service of God. Pope Francis, in his writings of Rejoice and Be Glad, says, don't be afraid of holiness. And he says that there are paths of holiness that we can find in parents who raise their children with immense love. The men and women who work hard to support their families, in the sick, the elderly. Often, saints are found next door. Neighbors who are living in the midst reflecting God's presence right with us. And he also quoted in that writing by Liam Boyd, he had that quote that said, the only great tragedy in life is not to become a saint. So how does this happen for us? Well, Jesus just gave us the roadmap right here in today's gospel, the Beatitudes, the way to a life of joy and happiness, holiness, a pathway to becoming a saint. We're blessed when we show our lives and our actions that we are poor in spirit, that we're merciful, comforting, pure at heart, seek righteousness, and become peacemakers. It's not easy. Our world today has division, uncertainty, injustice, the dignity of all human life from the very beginning to the natural end is often marginalized in our society, diminished. The weak, the voiceless, the poor, not valued. This is a world where we need more saints. I don't know if any of you uh, watched the TV show Blue Bloods. Have you ever watched it on Friday night? It's one of my favorites too. It's, it's great. Every episode. My wife and I are binging since the first season. I don't know if we're ever going to get to season 11, but we started. It's 22 seasons, uh, 22 episodes a season. It's just crazy. But every episode has this. And if you can catch the show, it's great. Every episode has a Sunday dinner table. They have to be there on Sunday. They're all in law enforcement. Frank's the police commissioner in New York, played by Tom Selleck. And the conversation gets pretty aggressive. Gets heated, just like it would in our family. And oftentimes, Frank is put on the spot by one of the kids. And he always stops the conversation by just saying, pass the potatoes. And it just kind of takes the... They know pass the potatoes means shut up. Well, we're having a lot of pass-the-potato moments, I think, right now. Yeah. Let's be honest. 
We sometimes don't respect ourselves. We talk over one another. We listen to one another. We don't, sometimes, and then other times, we just tune people out. There's a lot of noise out there. Just go to the Rotary or down Main Street. There's a lot of noise. You can't get away from it. And most of the discussions that we're having, we're just not talking to one another. And we want to avoid those conversations, and it's easier sometimes to avoid it. So, a week ago, I read an opinion piece that was in the Wall Street Journal. The headline was, How Would Jesus Vote? Nobody Knows. That got out my attention. How would Jesus vote? Nobody knows. All we really know is what Jesus did and said, and we heard it just now in the Beatitudes, that we're called to be witnesses to Jesus in today's world. And we have a responsibility as faithful citizens and stewards of the world around us. And our church helps us and gives us a roadmap and direction. There's a website called faithfulcitizens.org. And what that does is it breaks out for us as Catholics that we have a moral responsibility to impact the world. It encourages us to participate in the common good, to develop through prayer a well-formed conscience. And it reminds us that the virtue of prudence is very important. Guides us through the issues of today. The human life is sacred that families need to be supported, that the dignity of work and the need to help and be with the poor. We need solidarity as one human family and we need to care for God's creation. Faithfulcitizens.org helps us to understand better the often difficult and challenging issues of today. So where is the faith message in all of this? I think of St. Paul. When he was confronting the Corinthians, and in that society, everything was unraveling. There was unbridled self-interest and petty divisions among the people. And he offered them words of encouragement. And he said, I will show you in a still more excellent way that despite the divisions, despite the problems, there was a way out. And it was love. A pathway to love. A path of holiness. A pathway for saints. Pretty simple thing here. If it's not about love, it's not about God. If it is about love, it is about God. Loving our neighbor, even when we don't see things the way that they see it, we still can love them with words and actions in all of those past-the-potato moments. I end with the last paragraph from a book I just got from Bishop Michael Curry. And the, the title of the book is Love is the Way. And when I read the, the paragraph last night, I was like, it, it reads like a prayer. 
So I'll approach this as a prayer and ask you just to reflect on love and where it is in your life. It may help us through the healing and guidance and peace that we seek. We can become witnesses to the power of love to lift us to the mountaintop where humans can dance with God's dreams. This can change the world. Love does that. We can't live on the mountaintop, but it can live in us. When God, who is love, becomes our spiritual center of gravity, and love is our moral compass, we live differently. Regardless of what the world around us does, it changes the world for the better one life at a time. So don't give up on love. Listen to it. Trust it. Give into it. Obey it. Love can help and heal when nothing else can. Love can lift up and liberate when nothing else will. May God love you and bless you. And may God hold us all in those almighty hands of love. We practiced what he preached We were blessed by the poor man Heaven is within reach We were blessed by the girl selling roses Who showed us how to live We were blessed by the neglected child Who knew how to forgive We were blessed by the bad woman Who didn't seek revenge we were blessed by the warrior who didn't need to win. We were blessed by the blind man who could see for miles and miles. We were blessed by the fighter who didn't fight for the prize. We were blessed by the mother who gave up the child. We were blessed by the soldier gave up his life. We were blessed by the teacher who didn't have a degree. We were blessed by the prisoner who knew how to be free. We were blessed. Yeah, we were blessed.
a mist You turn water into wine We were blessed by the watchmaker Who gave up his time We were blessed by the wounded man Who felt no pain By the wayfaring stranger Who knew our names We were blessed by the homeless man Who showed us a way home By the hungry man who filled us with love By the little innocent baby who taught us the truth We were blessed by the forlorn, forsaken and abused We were blessed Yeah, we were blessed Yeah, we're blessed.